good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Acts. That's the Acts of the Apostles. We finished chapter 4 in our last session, and um, <clears throat> we were talking about how um, the apostles and the disciples and all the new converts, how they all had, they really were sharing everything, they had everything, ah, but they had everything in common. Now this is in, this is in chapter 4, this is at the end of that chapter, and they are talking about, um, let's see, there was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. So, people, it doesn't say that they were selling everything they had, which is the way I had originally, I think, taken that, but it does say that they're selling some of their goods, some of their uh, belongings, some of the things they own, and they're sharing their wealth with each other so that no one would be in need. So, because um, not everyone that was converted, of course, was rich or, or had lands and, and property and things like that. Of course not. So, we're continuing on. Um, there's an example here. Thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. That is the end of chapter 4. Now chapter 5 picks up from there. This should really all be one. Um, and this is one of those cases where they broke this into chapters, but it's really all one thing. So, if anything, they broke the chapter at the wrong place. But nonetheless, we won't get into that. So beginning chapter 5, this, this type of occurrence is still happening. But a man named Ananias, with his wife Sapphira, sold a piece of property. And with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, the implication here is that this was deceptive. And that... They were pretending that they were bringing all the money forward. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. See, the idea is... It was his land. He didn't have to sell it, for one. Two, when he did sell it, the money was still at his disposal. He didn't have to give it all. He didn't have to claim to be given it all. Um, it's like maybe he was doing this for a bit of a show. I'm not sure. You know, kind of a keeping up with the Joneses thing. Well, I'm selling my land. Yeah, this, this just sounds like he was just being... Sub he and his wife were being deceptive. Is how this is coming across, that they were, um, you know, and God knows, you can't lie to God, it's, it's, it's really, I mean, 
When you think about it, it's kind of silly, but it's, it's a shame that they tried to do this. You can't lie to God. Yes, you can put on a show for the people around you, and maybe they will know the difference, maybe they won't, but you can't lie to God. God's going to know. So when Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last, and great fear came upon all who heard it. The young men rose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. So he died right there, and they just took him and buried him. That's shocking to me that they just immediately took him and buried him, but okay. I mean, maybe that's their way, I mean, to, to take care of that. All right, going to continue on with verse 7. After an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Now, you imagine today, everybody would know. I mean, cell phones, the internet, everything. Everybody would know everything. But back then, no, no she didn't know. Um, and Peter said to her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. See? They were being deceptive about the amount that they were giving and that it was the it was how much the land sold for. And she said, Yes, for so much. In other words, she said, Yes, the same figure. But Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. When the young men came in, they found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things. I mean, you talk about being scared straight. This would keep you from e <laughs> from even the most minor of uh, of infractions. You would definitely want to make sure you're being totally honest and upfront, which really they should have been. There was no need. If they sold that land and they gave half of that money to God, I mean, even in today's terms, let's say you had a small plot of land that was worth even $10,000, which you could probably get more for a lot of them, but nonetheless, if you turned around and gave half of that, if you sold that and gave half of that to God, that that's pretty good. I, I would not fault you at all for that. That's, that's pretty good. Um, I mean, you know, I don't have that luxury, so to me, if, if someone does that, that's, that's pretty, yeah, pretty decent. All right, anyway, so I don't know how they were looking at it. Maybe they were looking at this as some weird competition. And maybe it goes back to this Joseph Barnabas who sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and, and gave it to the apostles. And he gave them the whole thing. And so maybe an Ananias and Sapphira were trying to compete with that and they sold their property and they were trying to say that they sold it for this much and that's they're giving it all to the Lord and well, you know, just be honest about it if you're, you know, if you're given half of it or, or whatever the amount is, that's fine, you know. You don't have to be, um, we're not supposed to be bragging about how much we get, give or do not give anyway. That's really not the way it's supposed to be. Alright, let me continue on with verse 12 here. Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles, and they were all together in Solomon's portico. None of the rest dared join them, but the people held them in high esteem. And more than ever believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. 
so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats, that as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. The people also gathered from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Okay, so they were healed even if his shadow fell on them. Is that what we're saying? I think that is what we're saying. And, wow, that's that's quite a testament. That's, uh, that's pretty impressive. But, uh, you know, that's the power of the Lord working through them. All right. Um, continuing on with verse 17. I did say this was Acts chapter 5, right? Well, I hope I did. This, that's what this is. But the high priest rose up, and all who were with him, that is, the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy, they arrested the apostles and put them in the public prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. Now when the high priest came and those who were with him, they called together the council and all the senate of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came, they did not find them in the prison. So they returned and reported, We found the prison securely locked and the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now when the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them, wondering what this would come to. And someone came and told them, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain with the officers went and brought them, but not by force, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest questioned them. Well, you know what that means. They didn't bring them by force. So they went and just asked them to come with them, and they did. You know, the apostles were being peaceful and just saying, yeah, yeah, we'll go with you. Okay, fine. You know, so they didn't take them by force, but they just came and said, hey, you know, come with us. And, you know, the apostles were cooperative, you know, not wanting to, you know, cause, um, what would you say, a riot or, or a ruckus or, a, you know, to cause any uh, violence to happen or anything like that. All right, back to verse 27. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest questioned them, saying, we strictly charged you not to teach in this name, yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him in his right hand as leader and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were enraged and wanting to kill them. They're, they have not changed. They are still the same. Um, it figures that, and Jesus said, they would want to kill whoever came after him too. They would want to kill his disciples. Okay, but a Pharisee in the council named Let's see, I'm going to say that's Gamaliel. Gamaliel? It's close if it's not perfect. But a Pharisee in the council named Gamaliel 
a teacher of the law held in honor by all the people stood up and gave orders to put the men outside for a little while. And he said to them, Men of Israel, take care what you are about to do with these men. For before these days Judas rose up, claiming to be somebody, and a number of men, about four hundred, joined him. He was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean rose up in the days of the census and drew away some of the people after him. He too perished, and all who followed him were scattered. So in the present case, I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this undertaking is of man, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You might even be found opposing God. So they took his advice, and when they had called in the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. What name? The name of Jesus, of course. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. <clears throat> Pardon me just a moment. I think I'm going to cough. All right, I apologize for that interruption. I, well, I may cough again. <clears throat> I'm going to try to get past it. We are at the end of Acts chapter 5. And um, notice how they counted it as uh, rejoicing. You know, they were rejoicing. They counted it as joy that they suffered for the name of Jesus, that they suffered in his cause. And I wonder... I, I can't speak for everyone, but I wonder for myself how how easy I would find that to count that as joy. Because um, they were beaten, and back then being beaten was not a pleasant thing. It's not like your mom paddling you or something. It, it was a beating. So, nonetheless, nonetheless, you have to admire uh, their attitude and the way that the way that is. So, all right. So, hopefully. This will all be put together well. I want to thank you for listening. Like I said, that is um, Acts, the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 5. Um, thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, God loves you.